Hello and welcome to Josh Coleman's podcast, a place to have inspired conversation with interesting people. Hey there, friendos. Today I have Joshua Falcon Gray on the program. He's someone who I'm just getting to know on Facebook, but have quite an interest in his work. Uh, he brings a playfulness and a creativity to sometimes a very serious field in a way that's incredibly respectful and sensitive, and I appreciate all those aspects a lot. Enjoy. Hey, Joshua. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is really cool because we didn't make any plan at all. I just see you on <laughs> Facebook and think you're really cool. <laughs> yeah, likewise. I always love your lighthearted posts, and I'm like, yes, more of that. Well, you know what's funny, actually? I, I was quite a serious fellow before. Um, like, I've gone through phases. I started off as a very lighthearted person, and then, like most people, I got really intense into different philosophies and really intense into different, like, uh, ideologies, and I started to get really intense about it. And what I found is that it was actually putting people off and not having the intended transfer of those ideologies. And yeah. sometime recently, yeah. I was like, just over the last year, I was like, wait a second. Life is supposed to be fun, and if we have fun, we learn, you know, like, it's like, it's pretty, pretty, seems pretty clear, yeah. doesn't it? And so that's why that I've really been taking that attitude and feeling that energy field as I work in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I did a workshop kind of recently, a couple, three months, three months ago, maybe in Finland and it was called quantum comedy. And it's basically like teaching people how to, um, laugh and how to embrace their humor again because there's so much like uh, stoicism and the shadow aspect of stoicism that's just shut us off from allowing ourselves to have fun that's such a great point man yeah and actually i've noticed that about your your general attitude too you're a very easygoing lighthearted person and I, I i know that's why you do so well in the world you know yeah thanks um it's also sometimes triggering for people because they think i'm like trying to avoid feeling something but for me it's like a, a shamanic technique to feel things in a way that's not so scary funny enough i've actually observed people commenting on your stuff and they start to get very serious at you and it's funny to watch your way of rolling with those punches too like you're always just like <laughs> whoop and just like find a way to redirect and, and and have fun with it still so i really appreciate you I, oh, no. actually i've learned quite a bit from you joshua just uh, just observing your styles cool name too Thank you, brother. Oh, yeah. I, I've been enjoying your name as well. <laughs> so, if, for the audience, like, could you just tell me about who you are? Like, what brought you into the way of traveling and of teaching and of working in the world that you do? Sure. My name is Joshua Falcon Gray. Um, actually, I just went to this uh, club called Akasha the other day, so now I'm for a few days, I'm Jakashua Falcon Gray. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And um, so, you know, I, I went to uh, film school. I, I spent like five years in film school, uh, film schools, plural, um, about, I graduated a little over a decade ago. Um, so I, I really immersed myself in learning about story and moving people. But I didn't really have much access to wisdom because I was so locked up emotionally. I would even say I was on the autism spectrum at that point, and I've since exited by being able to urge so much 
uh, blocked up stuff from my digestive system and being able to feel again and being able to experience uh, reality a lot more directly. And so now I have the ability to help other people do that as well, but that's not really my uh, life purpose is, is um, I'm, I'm still a filmmaker and I'm still very interested in um, telling stories and communicating on a mass scale. And over the past few years, I've been um, making a living doing healing and coaching one-on-one or with couples or workshops and stuff. But um, that's been kind of a transition stage until I'm fully online as a media creator, content creator. Um, And now I'm in Bali and I am preparing a new immersive theater experience, which is basically like a film or play that you walk inside of and get a um, sensory story transmission, basically, as a participant in this um, theatrical experience. That's a great idea. Wow, I've never heard anybody say that before. So it's like an interactive theater of sorts? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually a, a budding industry. So there's a there's a immersive theater experience happening in New York that's been going on for a few years called Sleep No More. This is one of the most famous ones. And this production company or this theater company took over a 10-story hotel building, vacant hotel building, and uh, transformed the entire 10 floors into their their play, their um, a story. And so everybody who is an audience member uh, puts a mask on, and that's how you know who the audience members are, and, and everybody without a mask is an actor. Hmm. And so audience members are basically flies on the wall the actors can't see them and so they can walk from room to room and follow actors who are interesting to them and there's like a bunch of little stories kind of happening at the same time sometimes they merge together and um so i actually have i have not been to this but uh, my former girlfriend went and I, i've seen trailers and lots of people i know have been so i know a lot about it um the different floors are like uh, themed differently there's some secret areas sometimes actors will acknowledge you and pull you aside and like bring you to a secret room and there's all these little um quirks about it people have the most amazing experiences and when i heard about this i was like that that format is exactly what you know makes me feel alive and so now i am uh partnering with this uh organization who has some existing content that i'm creating a story around and um, so I'm basically the screenwriter, director of this immersive theater experience, and we're going to do a, um, a test run here in Ubud in Bali, Indonesia, um, in probably late January. And I have a venue set up, and um, yeah, it's going to be super magical. And then we're going to perhaps do a more permanent like ongoing installation that's um more like a a business so that people can attend year-round later on 
if uh, yeah. if it so happens, as I said before the recording, that you're in Ubud still um, in early February, I'm going to be there. So I would love to see your anything mm-hmm. you're doing. I'd love to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe we can even um, collab. Yeah. Yeah, we collab. We can we can uh, find a way to, to overlap. Some I bet you we could run a pretty cool workshop, man. Again, we call it Two Joshuas. Mm. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, Joshua Squared. <laughs> Um, can you tell me more about that work of unclogging the emotional blockages? What was that like for you, and how do you help other people do that? Yeah, sure. So the life I was living in New York uh, when I started really taking that um, taking that on as my mission was I had a video production company and I was getting really stressed out and I was working all-nighters and you know, I had a couple of employees who were kind of going through the grind with me and um, I started getting super stressed out and sick and um, I needed to relax and so I went to my first yoga class and it was nice but then at the end of it, the shavasana, the corpse pose, I had this amazing tingling sensation, and that was like, wow, something happened there. And I started to um, experiment with uh, different tools, like there was a brainwave reader I used where it kind of gives you feedback if you move your brainwaves into the alpha state, and I noticed that that kind of felt the same as uh, corpse pose, and I was like, okay, wow, so there's a connection here. I actually have control over my state. And then I took a kundalini yoga class, and I experienced that tingling sensation, that alpha state, almost the entire class. And I was like, okay, there's something really to this because that feels really good and I want more. And then I started working with a magical plant called cannabis. And... So then I combined kudalini yoga and cannabis, and I had my first sort of um, permanent, deep spiritual awakening. And I could feel ways that I've never felt, and I had a a sense of my own truth, and I had visual, like a a white ball of light that I could see with my eyes closed and, and feel as truth. And so I was like, okay, now I think I know what truth feels like so I'm just going to follow whatever feels the most like that in my life and that's going to be my new lifestyle and and it just felt like yeah undeniable so um, then I started to um, you know I never really smoked cannabis recreationally it was it was um, it started off as this extremely profound experience and I wanted to learn more about how to um, kind of alchemize that, and I, I uh, at this point I've done thousands of hours, almost ten thousand hours actually, of what I call cannabis shamanism, which is um, specifically moving through energies of the different elements, you know, air, fire, water, earth, um, ether, and an element I call. Uh, starlight or stellar radiance which comes from the stellar vibrations baby stellar vibrations totally 
And um, so moving through these different elements is, I, I discovered is um, like a perfect match for moving through the different stages of grief, which they have name and outline in Western psychology. And for me, these, uh, it's almost like a correspondence between the elements and stages of grief and grieving or, or letting go of the um, kind of emotional glue that keeps our sexual energy from flowing properly is is healing and is creating the, um, the openness and the surrendered heart that we're able to um, or that, that we're all looking for either on a unconscious or on a conscious level mm. and so yeah I just spent a lot of time um, mastering this the art form of moving through grief moving through the elements letting things go and um, you know feeling my feelings and so then I I learned that I didn't even do this on purpose but I learned that if I'm going through that process of transmuting or alchemizing emotions in that way if I do that with other people around me in my field then it does the same thing for them and so I learned that I can actually um, process emotions for someone else who's in like a kind of a 10 foot radius of me 10 12 feet radius of me and so it's kind of like the guy in the green mile who like sucks out people's demons and and like you know burps them out and so I actually do that I like feel into someone's body um, energy field and then I like burp out the the shadow aspects and then they feel relief and then I help them reprogram with uh, more helpful perspectives and yeah people have um, amazing transformations just by me doing this alchemy process in in their uh, proximity or over video chat so that's yeah, awesome man that sounds really really impactful and uh very yeah. what to me what's most profound is how clear you are about your ability and your purpose i think a lot of people yeah, um, have these gifts but are just a little too nervous to own them and it sounds like you've done a lot of work mm -hmm. to really step into it own the process maybe even create the process it sounds like and then really move that into the world that's really beautiful yeah thanks um well definitely uh helps when you start off in a place of arrogance because then you do things that you're not really uh, skilled enough to do because of you know wanting to prove yourself or whatever it is so I started off very brave and unqualified and eventually I was humbled into seeing um, you know more of my own bullshit and wounds and um, in the process I became more qualified and more, more balanced between, you know, I'm not humble and I'm not arrogant. I'm just like, you know, right in the middle. I've got such a similar path to that, man. Um, I, I sometimes will, will reference myself in the past when I first got started in this work. And I'm like, I just can't even imagine what it feels like to be that naive again. And so uh, <laughs> robust at the same time, because it was pretty cool. Like, I remember just being like, wow. And of course, there were shadow aspects and there was probably um, a 20% negative to the 8% positive that was coming out and it was important to do that cleanup work but I just remember just feeling so brave just like well here's all my shadows and here's everything and we're gonna go do this and we're gonna do that and then I, my awareness started to grow and I started to go oh Jesus 
there's other people. You know, it was like <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I couldn't even feel empathy when I started this. It was, it was empathy was a foreign experience yeah. for me. You know, ten years ago. Yeah, pretty cool. And it, like the neat part is, is it's easy enough to just be like, oh, everyone should always just be perfect and empathetic and and open and and emotionally connected and all that stuff. But it's like we grew up in a different world. Like, what's your age? Mm-hmm. Um, what is my age? I, I'm. 35? Yeah, cool. I'm 33. So we but we just grew up in a different age. It was not that was not implied through our culture. That was not um, enforced through our elders. That kind of sensitivity, openness and connectedness was not something that was available at the time. Um, and so it's really cool because it's like we get to do it ourselves. We get to go through all these lessons ourselves and then come out of it um, with our own connections and with our own gifts and with our own skill sets. And I just think that's a fucking neat. Mm-hmm. That's a neat thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I love how um, when when you go through this process alone, which, you know, most people have to do a lot of this stuff alone because they're transitioning worlds and they don't even know that um, there's a conscious community, there's a healing world, you know, when I started this off, I, I remember asking, like, I wonder if there's like some kind of like, quote, conscious community who's into this stuff because I feel like this this is something I'm making up out of thin air. So, you know, that transition period from mainstream society into the sort of alternative living perspective is a very lonely time for a lot of people and it it um, generates a lot of innovation opportunities and, and yeah, like you said, a lot of these techniques are created by the by ourselves as we're healing ourselves by the people for the people yeah i love it uh, and do you find yourself in a role where people who are kind of first awakening and are in that lonely stage um will you'll kind of connect with them and then help them find community and that kind of stuff um you know i i have been a lot in the past and i've discovered that the reason for being in that role was because I wanted to save people yeah, and I right. wanted yep. to yep. Uh, reduce my own discomfort with who they were. And um, today I'm a lot less, uh, I, I attract a lot fewer uh, newbies and I, I tend to attract people who have been in this world for many years and are looking to kind of up-level their experience because that's more um, your vibration people yeah. who yeah it just feels good to work with people who are like super dedicated because it's not as much of a it doesn't suck my energy it actually you know gives me inspiration yeah that makes a lot of sense man that's awesome and again a person's life path would be is, wouldn't it be cool to be able to look from above and just watch all of our own steps through a journey like this <laughs> i know yeah totally I have moments like that where I can see a good picture, but you can never get the details. Like, it'd be a cool book, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Actually, I don't know if you posted this meme the other day or someone did, or maybe I even tagged you in it. Um, there was a, uh, a meme that, that said, um, if you can look at, if all of your exes were standing next to each other, it'd be like a flow chart of your own mental health. <laughs> that's yeah that's a good way to put it for sure <laughs> yeah and also close friends and you know that i do think close that friends, you know yeah. when they say the the 
five people around you are the sum total of yourself. That's a pretty fucking true mm-hmm. statement, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes those five people transform with you, and sometimes they don't. And if they don't, then it really takes a lot of discernment to be able to step out of relationships and transform relationships. One of my favorite experiences so far has been in different situations and settings when people weren't ready to come with me and I was able to truly let go and then like two years later they go through the trans- their own transformation or their own um, awakening and then we all get to come yeah. back together and celebrate like I love that shit man I get off on that shit <laughs> for sure for yeah. sure yeah it's like a, it's like meeting a different person because it's like oh wow this is the soul I've always wanted to connect with exactly yeah exactly and you know when yeah. it's genuine you can feel it and and oftentimes people's um, eyes change and their faces change like there's quite a very physical visceral <laughs> felt thing that happens as well absolutely yeah I look younger than I than I did 15 years ago. That's <laughs> so cool. And that also yeah. makes, you know, all the different tales in the, the Hindu Yapanishads and in the Christian Bible about people living a hell of a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to be those people. We don't want to speak too, too soon, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, it's true because there's, I don't want to get too like crazy on people here, but there's a lot of, um, of, uh, you could say age, a lot of aging ideas are only ideas and only thoughts, and that is a big part of the reason people age is because they think that they're supposed to. I, I really believe that that's true, yeah, and also the yeah. different body breakdowns and malfunctions and such and then there's so many of those that aren't body and age related too right even what we can accomplish as a culture is such a collective agreement and what we yeah. think we can't do is such a collective agreement like those thought barriers are fucking nutsos yeah yeah, yeah. and when they've been happening for Absolutely. a long and, time and it all comes with Go yeah totally. it all comes with um you know, at the very core level, as you know, it's just our relationship to our emotions. And, you know, if we are resisting our anger, if we're resisting our truth, if we're resisting our sadness, if we're resisting our jealousy, then that resistance is big expense of energy. And if we constantly have these big energy expenses, energy leaks, then that is going to drain the physical essence out of our body and if we don't have those leaks, then our body is constantly being more nourished and more replenished by being alive. Yep, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, can you talk to me more yeah. about that stellar light or that star essence? Um, because again, I think I told you before, like I actually, that was my original intention in stepping forward as a spiritual worker was to help people connect to that. And when I'm doing meditation classes we very much get into the tingling and vibration uh that's pretty much all i'm really doing is helping people into that sensation and understanding what does that mean to you yeah so um i guess i should ask you like you know how far out is your audience because i can like go far out or i can be like kind of conservative well it's first of all i love that you have that awareness i think it's really important to be able to speak on whatever level people are receiving I, it's quite interesting. I really am very fortunate to have a range of people from as far out as it gets and actually quite conservative. I mean, like 
like actual right wingers and then plenty of like spiritual people that are all out. And my goal is just to continue to have the conversation as normal because I think that to you, it's possible to simplify language and normalize things in a very like emotionally stable way that will actually help people that are maybe a little more closed down, if not understand it, at least be able to hear it. You know, so go as far go as far as you want. Let's see what happens. Cool. Okay. So, um, for some people, this will sound familiar. So for some people, it'll sound like I'm a lunatic. But um, when we, uh, a lot of people are familiar with the idea of chi, and chi is our life force energy, and it it gives us the ability to. Um, it, it is basically our attention. Our focus is our chi, and the um, the strength of our focus is the strength of our chi. And so we're able to move this uh, chi, different parts of our body. This is kind of like, you know, Reiki is kind of the same thing as chi, if you've heard of Reiki healing and stuff. And I'm, a, I'm a Reiki master, so and that's one of my jobs. Yeah. Oh, you, and, and I wasn't, I was, I was talking more to the, to the audience. audience. Right, I know that you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the this idea of chi is um, also where people um, who do like telekinesis, they're moving objects and, and things with their chi. And so that means that if they have control over their attention and they believe that their attention can um, move out past their body, then they can move things without physically coming into contact with it because it's just the energy that moves it. And so that is basically, um, it, it creates a pressure, right? So in this physical world, it creates pressure by, you could say, um, uh, electrons. It's like electrons pressure uh, in physics. And similarly, if you consider like a, for the science nerds out there, if you consider a um, a solar powered space station um, or or a spaceship, oftentimes when they say solar power, it's not solar powered like we tend to think of, but it's actually you know designed by NASA. Like this is a real thing. The electrons from the sun are actually pushing on different. Um, space vehicles and satellites or whatever and the electrons are actually causing it to spin a certain way so Mm. it's the solar wind that is actually being harnessed from the sun to um, provide movement not not by storing it in a battery like like a like an earthly uh, solar panel but but just based on that pressure of electrons and so this is essentially what we have as humans the capability of doing and moving chi moving electrons through our attention and our hearts are like mini suns and so we have the same quality of the sun and just not the same quantity mm-hmm. and that that means that we're able to do many of the things that the sun can do on a smaller scale and so uh, some of the, the ways that I personally harness this and 
like illustrate for people uh, on occasion is if, if you push uh, your chi out and, and create a stream of uh, electrons in a certain direction, then air will gather around it and it can actually direct the, um, the direction of the wind. So if it's especially like a, a windy day, it is something I like to do is play with the wind and I can actually move my chi in a direction of my choice and I can have you like pick a plant and I can make that specific plant like blow. And it's just by redirecting the momentum of the air and, and the air follows that, that light, that radiance and goes in the direction of my choice. So, and I just wanted to say yeah. for anybody that's listening that might feel skeptical of what's being said, I don't, I don't think you're a person, Joshua, who's here to try and uh, one up people or <laughs> trick people into anything. Like, I don't get that vibe from you at all. So, this is a lived experience right. that you have, and it's something that you've been cultivating. Yeah. Um, I would recommend anybody listening that wants to check this kind of thing out to start to work within their own body and see what kind of fields they can feel and play with that themselves. And I can just tell you what happened for me is I I didn't so there's this this is like a superpower right and um, there's a superpower that uh, you develop on purpose is called a city and a superpower that appears spontaneously is called a shakti and a city is uh, is usually or potentially a blockage to full enlightenment because it's usually ego-based, where a shakti is um, not a blockage or can actually be an assistant to full um, awakening, full enlightenment, because um, it's not uh, attempted and you don't develop it on purpose. So I did not develop this on purpose. I was just doing some deep uh, sexual healing. Uh, I'm not like not like having sex, but just healing my my um, sexual wounding sitting meditating in, in a backyard where I was living one day and I noticed that in this really deep uh, space of my my poor um, sexual power that I normally was not in contact with I could look at a plant and wind would blow at it and I was like what the hell and so I, I tried this out in a few places I'm like oh my god like am I dreaming right now what the heck is that going on that's and amazing. I called my girlfriend outside. Yeah, and I was like, "Pick a plant and like tell me just just pick a plant and watch what happens." And so she did it three times, and sure enough, three times in a row, like I can make the plants move. And she was like, "That's insane." It's amazing. And so so I hate to say yeah. this, but my friend just came to pick me up. I remember I was saying there would be a clinch. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So the clinch happened right yeah. now. Um, I really appreciate this dialogue, Joshua. What I'd love to yeah, do cool. is release this podcast as it is and then film a second one with you or record a second one with you when I'm actually there with you in about a month. Cool. Okay. And I'll just say people should check out Aerokinesis on YouTube if they want to see videos of this in, in action. Not me, but yep. people. That sounds great. Well, I love you, man. And again, you're a fascinating person. I can't wait to do more of these with you. Likewise, brother. Talk to you soon, Jeff. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions for the podcaster today, send an email to questionjcp at gmail.com. That's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-J-C-P at gmail.com.